Hi everyone, my name is Brandon Sapienza. I want to welcome you to the first edition of uh, my Rangers podcast. Uh, I'm recording this now. I don't have a name for it yet. Uh, we're going to work on that probably. Uh, so today I want to talk about the Rangers train wreck of a game versus the Ottawa Senators. This is game five of the 2017 Stanley Cup playoffs round two conference semifinals for those of you who don't know. And I just want to say how poor I think this team plays. We saw in Game 3 and 4 that this team had a, an emotional drive to them. We saw that with through Tanner Glass and definitely uh, other players. Rick Nash was another one of them. But today, I don't know what happened. Uh, everyone just laid an egg. Originally, I thought this game was going to go entirely different than the way it did. Rangers went up 2-0 early. Uh, became, that became 2-1. That's when the decline started happening. It was a lucky goal. Mark Stone got credit for it. Uh, lucky goal nonetheless. And Ottawa went on the offensive after. They scored two unanswered goals at within seconds of each other, really. One of them coming off a really unlucky deflection or bounce that got past Lundqvist. And that's a goal he never really usually allows. So I can't say that's all his fault, even though it technically is. Uh, Rage tied it. Jimmy VC tied it after... Uh, a video review, and I uh, found that Craig Anderson did not actually have the puck uh, before across the goal line, so that was a tie game. Uh, and then Michael Grabner, actually, I should say Ryan McDonough, gave the Rangers a 4-3 to lead uh, in the third period, but per usual Ranger fashion, that all went away. Uh, that that The game was tied up with, uh, I believe, a minute 20 left to go in the game. To be honest, I don't even know who scored. I was screaming so loud I didn't even figure it out. Uh, and then Kyle Turris scored in overtime. And now the Rangers find themselves down game uh, three games to two, and now they have to win game six in MSG. And that's something they've been doing. They've been winning at MSG. They've won, I believe, six straight games at MSG. Or no, five straight. So that's, that's a positive, at least, uh, is that they've won those games at home. Problem is now translating that if they force a Game 7 on the road, if they are to force a Game 7, will they win? My personal belief is that they won't. I haven't seen enough of this team at Ottawa, at the Canadian Tire Center, for me to say with confidence that they can successfully pull off a win there. With the Rangers, the only thing that the Rangers have going in their favor are actually two things. Number one, Henrik Lundqvist. Lundqvist is a has been nothing short of a fantastic playoff performer in Game 7. Uh, we've seen in the past couple of we uh, Game 7s, and the Rangers have surely played a lot of them, he has been outstanding, with the exception of maybe that one against Tampa Bay back in 2015 where they lost 3 nothing at home. Uh, but aside from that, in the recent years, he has been great in Game 7, and I would look for him to be a star of the game in Game 7, if that is to happen. But to get there, what needs to work? Well, Mark Stahl needs to finally get his act together. I wrote an article at my blog, uh, the blog I work for, NYR Zone. Um, I wrote about him and how him and Nick Holden uh, just are a train wreck. Actually, one of the Twitter users pointing out to me um, that... You know, I get cut Nick Holden more some uh, more slack because he is the one who actually scores, and he's right. Mark Stahl doesn't do anything with the puck. He essentially just throws his stick 
at at a puck in hopes of it doing something. Uh, doesn't hit. Doesn't you know? He's not aggressive on the forecheck. Doesn't lift anyone's stick. He's just standing there half the time. And in this case today, he actually fell on Lundqvist, prohibiting him almost from making that save, and that eventually tied the game, sending it to overtime. Uh, so Mark Stahl, he needs to play less minutes. I'd be more comfortable if Nick Holden played more minutes than Mark Stahl, and that's saying a lot given that Nick Holden is not the greatest defenseman himself. Uh, we need Derek Stepan, Chris Kreider, JT Miller, Kevin Hayes. I haven't seen them. Uh, for a lot of these players, like Hayes at least, he hasn't been getting a lot of chances. I really haven't heard his name really. That that could be a that could be a result of a couple of things. One is that he just isn't playing with the right guys and getting the chances. Uh, two, he's just not playing well. His you know almost good things must come to an end. And he had a good uh, rebound season after his train wreck of a season uh, in twenty of well he had a sophomore slump. I don't remember. I'm not counting the years. Uh, and then, you know, will, will Chris Kreider return to his playoff form? I have to say, if uh, you were to ask me who's my biggest disappointment in the playoffs, it would have to be Chris Kreider. Chris Kreider, we are used to, at least in the regular season, being an elite defense uh, defenseman, and an elite forward who uses his speed and size to his capability, unlike some people, Mark Stahl, uh, and really making... The other teams work to try and uh, be aggressive towards him and get him uh, on the you know get the puck away from him, uh, and we haven't seen that Montreal series that really didn't happen much. Shea Weber and his uh, defenseman working with him did a fine job shutting him down, and he had scored one goal in Game Four, and Kreider I think scored one goal in Game Two, uh, where the Rangers lost in the overtime. That was the game where uh, JG Pajot had about four goals. So, but other than that, Kreider, I mean, he we ha he hasn't been using anything to his advantage. Size, speed, nothing. He's pretty much been the Mark Stahl of, of the offense. He, while he has scored goals and did, I guess, more productive things, he really is being, he's obsolete on the ice and isn't really doing what he should be doing. So, if we're looking for big performers, look no further. He's the guy that we should be looking to, to be better uh, in Game 6, and hopefully the Rangers, if they make it beyond that in the next round, of what seems to be the Penguins, but as I'm recording this, the Penguins are currently down 4-2 to the Caps with five and a half minutes to go in the third. That's an exciting game over there. A uh, couple of other things I noticed. Uh, Eric Carlson played a much better game than he did back in, in Games 3 and 4. Was it as good as it usually is when he's at his uh, full health? Absolutely not. But see, what the Rangers are doing, and this is going in their disadvantage, they are losing games when they should be, well, you know, winning games with a weak defenseman. Uh, Eric Carlson is one of the best. He's a two-time Norris winner. He should be, you know, he's an elite defenseman, but he has two uh, fractures in his foot. He has a weak pivot, and he can't skate as hard and as fast. So as a result... You know, the Rangers need to take advantage of that. And every time they lose and make the series extend more, they're not only allowing Carlson to regain his uh, strength and his health, but they're also almost killing themselves by doing that. Um, 
So, you know, if this series does go seven games, which I think it will, at least I hope it will, uh, I would say Carlson uh, is... Uh, Carlson might be set for Game 7. He's, start, he's starting to move up the line. He's getting better. And Rangers play next on Tuesday. So he's got there's a three days in between for him to get even more rest and recovery on that foot. So he could play a big factor in Game 6 and more likely Game 7. Um, and that's about all the thoughts I have on the Rangers. Tweet me with your thoughts at bsapienza27 on what you thought about the Rangers Game 5. Uh, a loss, overtime loss against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, be sure to check out nyrzoneblog.wordpress.com. For more Ranger thoughts, be sure to click on Brandon's Corner and read some of my thoughts about Mark Stahl in one of the most sarcastic articles you'll ever read. Uh, so, that was a great first episode, I think. Only nine minutes. Hopefully we didn't cut too much into your time. Uh, so, thanks for listening. Be on the lookout for Episode 2 coming right after Game 6, I hope. If not, I'll have some sort of thing published on the blog. Be sure to check that out. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, have a good one.